0: Talk to the sky, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Zayn, collectively known as SoCal Helen, or STU! SCU. This is Catch, Hook, and Shoot, the worst podcast I've ever been on. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Catch, Hook, and Shoot. Today is Sunday, November the 3rd, 2019. I want to thank everybody, as always, for listening, watching, and subscribing on Podbean, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, wherever you find your podcasts. And make sure you're following on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and LinkedIn. It's at Catch, Hook, Shoot. And head to uh, patreon.com slash catchhookshoot for all your bonus content and uh, free merchandise and all the different benefits we've got on our three different tiers over there. And for all your t-shirt needs, head over to prowrestlingtees.com slash catchhookshoot. And if you ever want to send me an email, it's catchhookshoot at gmail.com. So let's uh, jump right in. It's been a huge week in uh, pro wrestling. A lot of news and stuff to cover. So let's start it off, as always, with our match of the week. Alright, so the match of the week this week, I am picking what, in my opinion, is the most important match that took place this week, and that is from uh, WWE uh, uh, Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia, and that was uh, Natalia versus Lacey Evans. Uh, First ever WWE women's match to take place. In, uh, in Saudi Arabia uh, it was just it was a huge huge moment for uh, just for women in general in Saudi Arabia and uh, you know a lot of people complaining about the match uh, about the the two superstars that were in the match Natty and Lacey and complaining that you know all oh, they had to change their ring gear and it wasn't a good match and things like that and first and foremost it was a very good solid technically sound wrestling match which is exactly what I think they went out there to put on you know they're not trying to reinvent the wheel so to speak you know they went out there to show that you know the the women in WWE are skilled athletes just like the men are on the same level and I think they they proved that point uh, beyond a shadow of a doubt as far as the ring gear you know it's it's the culture the culture of the country that they were in. You have to respect that. You know, if, if you're performing in front of a crowd like that, you're you you you're not going to just thumb your nose at uh, their cultural standards. You know, you, you can't do that. That's just bad, uh, bad relations, uh, to say the least. But, uh, you know, and then as far as Natty and Lacey being the ones in the match, I mean, Natty is probably the best pure wrestler in WWE in the women's division so yeah you're gonna pick somebody who can go out there and put on a basically a flawless match okay and as far as Lacey you know she's a uh, a big advocate for women's and girls uh, rights you know she she's a mother she it gave her the opportunity to show her daughters and women and girls all over the world like, hey, you can you know, you can do this and you know, it's just it was it was time for this to happen. And like I said, I think this was the most important match of the week. That's why I chose it for match of the week, but it was also a damn good wrestling match between these two. And uh you know, I I I have no negative issues with this particular match. Now there was a lot of other stuff going on with Crown Jewel that we'll get into in a little bit, but this match in and of itself to me was the most important match of the week and that's why I chose it as match of the week this week. So getting into some other WWE news on Monday Night Raw, we saw the Kabuki Warriors, uh, basically complete their heel turn, turning on Paige, uh Asuka hit her with the green mist. It's really all they could do. People were, you know, kinda complaining that, you know, why didn't Paige take a bump? She just had neck surgery, guys, like what, um, a couple of months ago. You know, she she's not gonna take a bump in the ring. Um, but uh you know, so I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure she would have loved to, to be able to sell it better than she could, but, you know, what she did, that's all she could do. So she took the mist in the face and was helped out, and the, the Kabuki Warriors now are on their own, Paige is no longer their manager, apparently, um, and some people are speculating, oh, this is gonna, you know, this is um, gonna be, start the uh, the road to uh, Paige's return to the ring, and um sorry guys not going to happen you know they they're making the comparison to daniel bryan totally different kinds of injuries you know daniel bryans was a was a concussion issue and he was able to uh, get cleared with a lot of a lot of provisions going forward for his matches and stuff but uh, you know with Paige, uh, same thing like i talked about uh, couple weeks ago with edge you know it's a spinal issue and it's a degenerative condition and yeah you can have the surgery to you know repair it but it's never going to fully be healed you know and it's going to continue to to be a problem for her so you know I the odds of Paige ever being able to wrestle again are are you know I don't want to say zero because stuff happens things change but uh it probably as close to zero as you can get so I think uh people you know, speculating that Paige is going to be uh, getting back in the ring anytime soon. I, I think you're jumping the gun a little bit. I don't think it's any, anywhere near, uh, you know, in any way for that to happen. So, uh, but yeah, so the Kabuki Warriors turned on Paige. Um, then on uh, NXT was announced There's going to be a women's war games match. Uh, at NXT TakeOver on Survivor Series weekend, so I'm really looking forward to this one. The ones that uh, have been named to be in the match so far, on one side you get Shayna Baszler, Marina Shafir, Jessamyn Duke, Bianca Belair, and Io Shirai. On the other side you've got Tegan Nox, Dakota Kai, Rhea Ripley, who's the team captain, Candice LeRae, and then uh, one more woman to be announced, so... Some pretty good picks to be in that War Games match. Uh, and to my knowledge, this is the first ever women's War Games match anywhere. I don't know if it's ever happened on any Independence, but I've never seen or heard or read or uh, anything, you know, like this. Now I know in Impact they had a women's Lethal Lockdown match, which is similar. Um, but as far as like a full-on War Games, the two rings, the cage surrounding both rings, this is the first time it's happening. So I'm I'm really looking forward to this one. Um, had uh, uh, some more stuff going on between Tommaso Ciampa and uh, the Undisputed Era, um, as well as uh, Matt Riddle and Keith Lee, and uh, Ciampa made the comment uh, that he's going to war. Now, I, I don't know if that means there's going to also be a men's war games match at NXT TakeOver, possibly with uh, Ciampa and Riddle and Lee, maybe Velveteen Dream, who knows, against the, uh, the Undisputed Era guys, or... What exactly is going to go on with that? So we will have to wait and see how that's going to play out. Um, now on uh, SmackDown, actually, you know what? Let me get to uh, let me get to the uh, Crown Jewel pay-per-view first, since that took place before SmackDown. Uh, Brock Lesnar retained the WWE Championship in a, a pretty short match against Kane Velasquez. Um, kind of disappointing. Not really surprising, though. I mean, I think it's pretty common knowledge. Kane Velasquez needs knee surgery, and uh, so they don't want him bumping around too much and making the injury any worse and I would assume that surgery is going to be happening sometime soon. Um, He has signed a three-year contract with WWE so uh, you know he'll uh, he'll definitely be back I would assume after the uh, surgery and rehab is all finished with and probably you know I would think, depending on you know if that surgery is coming up relatively soon, I would think he could probably be back in time for WrestleMania, and I at that time I'd expect to see another match with Brock. But uh, as far as the Magic Crown Jewel goes, you know it was uh, it was booked pretty much like an MMA match, which uh, is what I expected. I mean I uh, I actually looked back through my uh, my Twitter post and I said back on October fourth, uh, you know they're gonna book it like an MMA fight, not like uh, a wrestling match, so we're not gonna see. Velasquez doing the kind of stuff that he did in triple-a and that's exactly what happened Uh, Brock won with the Kimura Uh, I want to say it was about a minute and a half to two minutes long and uh, So, you know, but the big big news in that one was uh, Rey Mysterio just going crazy on Brock with a chair after the match chasing him out of the ring So it looks like uh, uh, They're, you know, going to keep going with the Brock and Rey Mysterio uh, Storyline, so I'm curious to see where that's going to go. Um, now, we've seen, you know, the last few years, Brock Lesnar is still capable of putting on good wrestling matches. It's just he's typically booked as a monster, so he hasn't had that many, what I would call back and forth wrestling matches. I mean, we saw. Uh, you know, Finn Balor gave him gave him a good match. AJ Styles has given him a good match. So I mean, he's still capable of putting putting on a great wrestling match. It's just the way that he's booked. It's uh, you know usually just suplex, 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 F5 done. So hopefully with Rey Mysterio they'll uh, book it to where it's it's actually a competitive looking match. Uh, that's my hope anyway. Um, Tyson Fury defeated Braun Strowman by a countout, um, kind of, kind of a surprise. I, I didn't really expect Fury to lose because, you know, that's his, uh, kind of claim to fame. He's undefeated the, uh, lineal heavyweight boxing champion of the world. So I, I think a loss in WWE, um, it would have just looked bad, but, uh, yeah, defeated Braun Strowman by a countout. I guess that's probably the best ending you could have booked for that particular match. Um, the uh, the hometown the Saudi hometown boy uh, Mansoor defeated Cesaro. Um, not totally unexpected there. I mean Mansoor very talented uh, athlete and uh, you know I, I'd like to see more of him in uh, NXT. Um, hopefully we will going forward. I mean I'm sure he's still you know working in the performance center and things like that. So hopefully we'll see a little bit more of him in NXT. Uh, the OC won the tag team turmoil match for the uh, the World Cup. Kind um, of kinda, kinda expected. The last team that they beat was the Viking Raiders, so it looks like the OC is going to get pushed into that tag team title picture, uh, hopefully. Um, then we had the uh, big five-on-five, five, Team Hogan versus Team Flair. Team Hogan was victorious in that one. And then uh, what I would call a pretty big surprise because you normally, and I talked about this last week, you normally don't see a lot of title uh, changes on these crown jewel pay-per-views, but I did say if it was going to happen, it would be this uh, this next match, and that was The Fiend versus uh, uh, Seth Rollins for the Universal title. The Fiend is your new Universal champion, so it looks like the, uh, the Universal championship is moving over to SmackDown, which leads into what happened on SmackDown that uh, Brock Lesnar announced that he quits and is going to Raw to look for Rey Mysterio, uh, so yeah, basically that's going to be their way of uh, switching the titles on, uh, you know, moving the Universal title to SmackDown and the WWE title to Raw. So it looks like Brock is going to be moving over to Monday Night Raw to continue the storyline with Rey Mysterio. Um, going back to what uh, what was going on in Saudi Arabia, apparently there was a big issue over there. Uh, close to 200 wrestlers and crew got stuck in Saudi Arabia for uh, basically an extra day, uh, it was announced that it was due to mechanical issues with the plane, but uh, a lot of stories have come out. Now, um, how much truth is behind all of this, I don't know, but, you know, with the, as many different sources as this has come from, there's got to be some truth to it, at least, that there was a uh, disagreement over money, of course, between Vince McMahon and uh, the Crown Prince in Saudi Arabia, and Vince McMahon apparently cut the TV feed for Crown Jewel, uh, to the uh, the Saudi Arabia audience and as a result of that the crown prince ordered that all WWE uh, wrestlers and crew and everything uh, ordered them off of their plane and uh, more or less kept them there for uh, however long it was and uh, You know at this point, I mean Vince and Brock Lesnar and Hogan and Flair had all already left Saudi Arabia on a private jet and uh, so the the other uh, superstars and, and the rest of the crew were just kind of stuck there and, you know, there's some accounts saying they, they kind of felt like Vince McMahon abandoned them, uh, and just, you know, so not, uh, not happy about that and a lot of, uh, just a lot of rumors and a lot of, uh, stuff flying around about this and as a consequence, you know, SmackDown was sorely understaffed, um, you know, as far as announcers and wrestlers and who knows what else, but, um, You know, the the silver lining in that is that uh, we saw basically an NXT invasion on SmackDown. It was announced as well that NXT will be a part of Survivor Series. So it will be Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT at the Survivor Series. So I'm really excited to see uh, what kind of matchups we're going to have. Are we going to see, you know, a lot of triple threat matches? Or is it, you know, going to be some matches Raw versus SmackDown? Some, excuse me, some Raw versus NXT, some SmackDown versus NXT? You know, a lot of, lot of possibilities there. So uh, Survivor Series could turn out to be a very, very good pay-per-view. And, uh, yeah, hopefully I will be attending that one live. It is here in Chicago. I've already got tickets for uh, SmackDown, NXT TakeOver, and Raw. The only one I haven't got tickets for yet is Survivor Series. But uh, they're still available, so I'll be picking those up hopefully uh, this next week here. But uh, So, yeah, Survivor Series is going to be a, a good pay-per-view, but we saw a uh, couple of uh, NXT superstars in matches on SmackDown. Tommaso Ciampa defeated The Miz. A bit of a surprise there. Uh, Shayna Baszler came out during the uh, women's match between Bailey and Nikki Cross, beat both of them down as well as Sasha Banks at ringside. Uh, saw Bianca Belair backstage beating down Dana Brooke and Carmella. Um Keith Lee and Matt Riddle put a beating on Sami Zayn and Adam Cole defeated Daniel Bryan in the main event of the show so uh you know the NXT guys really really kind of you know ran with the ball and uh and put on a great show on Smackdown and and really saved Smackdown with uh, you know as many superstars as got stuck overseas and everything so Definitely a great showing by the uh, the NXT crew. So uh, moving on from that, um, there was uh, some other news that Ryan Satin had been hired by uh, Fox as part of the WWE backstage show. So that'll be interesting to see uh, what kind of role he's going to have there, if that's the case. Um, and uh, as I said already, you know, NXT is going to be a part of uh, Survivor Series. There was also some rumblings that there could possibly be a War Games match. Uh, as part of Survivor Series, so that could get very interesting if they use the same format that NXT used in their first War Games pay-per-view where it was three teams, uh, basically a three-on-three-on-three. On three on three. You know, uh, if you had three from Raw, three from SmackDown, three from NXT, I could see that being a very good match if you pick the, the right guys to put in it. So I'm going to be watching uh, very closely, as I think everybody is, uh, the next couple of weeks to see how Survivor Series is going to shake out. Uh, so getting into some New Japan news uh, was announced uh, just yesterday, actually, that uh, or today, I guess, depending on what uh, what time zone you're in. But uh, Chris Jericho challenging Tanahashi for Wrestle Kingdom for uh, Night 2, which is going to be January 5th, uh, Wrestle Kingdom, a two-night event this year, or uh, next year. It'll be in 2020. And uh, we saw the return of uh, Hiromu Takahashi. He's uh, been out about 16 months with a broken neck. He came out and challenged Will Ospreay for uh, the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title, at night one of Wrestle Kingdom January fourth, so first two matches set for Wrestle Kingdom, and uh, yeah, those are gonna be those are gonna be good. Uh, and that's in addition to uh, Kota Ibushi challenging for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship against Kazuchika Okada. That right there has match of the year written all over it. So uh, yeah, Wrestle Kingdom already shaping up to be a great pay per view. Uh, so. Before we get into this, some of the more scandalous news of the week, I want to run down the uh, uh, next pay-per-view coming up, which is next Saturday, the 9th, November the 9th, which is AEW Full Gear. And uh, you know, a couple announcements made on this. The, uh, there's only been four matches announced so far, so I'm I'm guessing you know this coming week on Dynamite we're gonna see some more uh, uh, some more stuff developing and possibly some more matches announced uh, within the next week or so. But it was announced earlier that for the uh, Cody Rhodes versus Chris Jericho match for the AEW world title, there will be three judges at ringside. Now this kind of, I don't know how many people remember this, kind of a page taken out of the... uh, uh, WCW playbook from their first Clash of the Champions event where uh, Sting and Ric Flair went to a time limit draw. They have three judges at ringside, uh, and the, even the judges scored it a draw. But in AEW's case, um, the way that they announced it is there will be three judges, and each judge has to pick a winner. They are not uh, The judges are not allowed to call the match a draw. They have to pick a winner. So if the match goes to a 60-minute time limit, uh, with no, you know, no uh, victor in the match, then it goes to the judges, and the judges have to pick a winner. So there will be a winner in this match. I don't think it's going to go to a 60 minute Broadway, although it could. Like I said, there's only been four matches announced so far. So if it's a relatively small card, we could see a 60 minute match between Jericho and Cody, which I think would be amazing. Um, you know, you, you don't see that too much anymore outside of, like, New Japan. You don't see the 60-minute the uh, time limit draws or anything like that. So, I, I, there's a possibility it could happen, and it could go to the judges, uh, but we'll have to have to wait and see. Uh, it was also announced that the match between John Moxley and Kenny Omega is uh, now a uh, non-sanctioned lights-out match, so basically the match does not count to either guy's one loss record. Um, Moxley not happy when Tony Khan advised him of that, but uh, so that one uh, probably going to be, uh, I'm guessing that one's going to be a little bit bloody. Um also on Dynamite this past week, we saw a uh, vignette for Brandy Rhodes as well as Awesome Kong, part of that uh, that video package. So it looks like Brandy's going to be uh, uh, getting, you know, getting back into the ring more, being more active as far as a wrestler. Now, she had said herself on social media she needed to be more focused and wouldn't be accompanying Cody to the ring anymore. So, like I said, at that time, you know, I assume she meant more focused on wrestling, and that's what it looks like is going to happen. Um, i um. Hoping we're going to be seeing uh, Awesome Kong on Dynamite sometime in the very near future Now, you know, a lot of people are complaining that uh, we haven't seen Awesome Kong on TV yet You know, she is still in the uh, the Netflix Glow series So I'm assuming that she's, you know, kind of busy filming that uh, It's the last season coming up uh, next year, I believe So I'm sure that's uh, why we haven't seen Kong on TV just yet But uh, looks looks like it's going to be coming soon So Uh, And also this past week on AEW uh, Dynamite, they crowned the first ever AEW World Tag Team Champions, and the winners of that were SCU, Scorpio Sky, and Frankie Kazarian had a great match against uh, the Lucha Brothers and were victorious and became the first... uh, First-ever AEW World Tag Team Champions. So uh, congratulations to SCU, my personal favorite tag team, the guys who did the uh, the promo that you guys see, uh, see in here every week uh, at the very opening of the show. So congrats to SCU, first-ever AEW World Tag Team Champions. Uh, we saw the contract signing on dynamite as well between Cody and Jericho. And, uh, yeah, after the contract was signed, they cut to a backstage shot with uh, Jake Hager attacking Dustin and, uh, yeah, slamming his arm in the door. Very, very much a throwback to, uh, some of the, uh, the Horsemen beat downs in the parking lots back in the day, uh, with Dusty and, uh, you know, uh, Barry Windham and that kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, just a really, really old school uh, segment there with uh, Dustin getting his arm slammed in the door. Apparently as has a, uh, a radial fracture. Now, I'm not, not sure if this is, you know, a, a legit injury or, you know, if it's a, a storyline injury. But they're, they're definitely, you know, selling it as a legit injury. You know, he may, I'm not saying it's from the car door. He may have injured his arm prior to this. And this is their way of explaining, you know, him being in a cast for the next few weeks. But uh, either way, it was was a great, great old-school throwback-type segment. And talking about old-school and throwbacks, we had the Rock and Roll Express uh, come out on AEW Dynamite. They were the ones presenting the uh, World Tag Team title belts, and they were attacked by Santana and Ortiz. And, um, yeah, just, you know, beating down the Rock and Roll Express. Now, Rock and Roll Express, again, are currently, even though it hasn't uh, happened on TV yet, or on YouTube, I should say, currently the NWA World Tag Team Champion, so, you know, to see uh, uh, some AEW guys beating down the NWA Tag Champs, you know, draw your own conclusions. But uh, then later on in the show, we saw Santana and Ortiz again in the crowd wearing masks and attacking the, uh, the Young Bucks. Um, and uh, this is, again, leading up to a match at... Full Gear, the Bucks versus uh, Santana and Ortiz, that, uh, yeah, that is a dream match, you know, main event level match anywhere in the world with those four guys, some of the best tag team wrestlers in the world right now. So, but uh, yeah, so to run down the four matches that are booked so far for Full Gear, you've got Hangman Page taking on Pack in a, uh, just a straight up singles match and, uh, you know, pretty much the, uh, the rubber match for these guys, so um, can't wait to see that. I mean, the, the previous match with them was very good. I expect nothing less from this one. I just talked about the Bucks taking on Santana and Ortiz. Um, I I actually expect Santana and Ortiz to win this one. You know, the, the Bucks have been doing a very good job of putting over uh the other talent in the company. They didn't book themselves to win the championships right out of the gate, you know, so I, I I'm looking for this to kinda of establish Santana and Ortiz as kind of the top dog badass uh heel Tag team in AEW. Um, then we've got uh, Moxley versus Omega in the non sanctioned match, uh, non sanctioned hardcore style match. I got to give the edge to John Moxley, um, and you know Kenny Omega has been on a li- little bit of a losing streak when it comes to singles matches. Doesn't have the best one-loss record as it is, even though this match doesn't count to, towards the one-loss record. But it, it looks like they're they're kind of building up him, you know. Getting back to his uh, his cleaner gimmick from uh, from his New Japan days, so I think uh, you know they're gonna keep kind of piling stuff on him and you know uh, pushing him down and that kind of thing till he just kind of snaps and uh, you know just starts taking out everybody. But uh, yeah, so I'm looking for Moxley to. Uh, more than likely be the the winner of this uh, non-sanctioned match with Kenny Omega. Then, of course, you've got the uh, world championship match, Chris Jericho defending against Cody. Um, I think they're going to leave the title on Jericho for for a good while, at least until uh, the beginning of the year. I mean, I would expect him to uh, go into Wrestle Kingdom for New Japan as the AEW world champion. I could be wrong, you know, I mean, especially if New Japan uh, books... Tanahashi to beat Jericho, um, I'm not thinking AEW is going to want their champion, um, you know, being defeated on pay-per-view by uh, one of New Japan's top guys, but who knows, you know, they uh, AEW doesn't operate under the typical, quote-unquote, um, wrestling booking mentality, so, you know, it could, uh, uh, anything pretty much could happen, but I'm looking for Jericho to retain, uh, with the like I said, with the number of matches that are booked so far, this could very well go to the 60 minutes uh, and go to the judges. So I'm, I'm interested to see that, but I think it's going to be an awesome match either way between uh, Cody and uh, and Jericho. Uh, so we already talked about New Japan. Okay, so uh, some Impact news: Sammy Callahan is your new Impact World Champion, defeated uh, Brian Cage on the debut episode of Impact on Access TV. Uh, at the end of the match, uh, he was uh, Sammy Callahan was confronted by Tessa Blanchard, so they're continuing, you know, with Tessa and the uh, uh, the rivalry with Sammy Callahan and OVE, and it's uh, it would appear that Tessa is being thrown into the world title picture, which is uh, I think that's pretty cool, you know, to have uh, have a woman in in the mix for the top title in a promotion. So, uh, um, you know, Impact just keeps uh, keeps getting better and better. Uh, and hopefully, you know, with the move to Access, they're able to expand their audience a little bit and, um, you know, get some more eyes on the product because the, the product that Impact is putting out right now is very, very good. So if you guys haven't checked out Impact in a while, give them another chance. Uh, some MLW news it was announced last week. They've hired Krista Joseph former formerly with uh, Lucha Underground as a new executive producer. So that's pretty cool. Lucha Underground was one of my favorite uh, favorite shows when it was on. So uh You know, I'm sure Krista Joseph is going to be a a great uh, addition to the uh, the MLW team. Uh, MLW had their first ever pay-per-view event last night, uh, Saturday Night Super Fight. And uh, on that, we saw the Von Eriks, Marshall & Ross defeat MJF and Richard Holiday for the MLW World Tag Team titles. So that's... uh, yeah that that's huge right there i've I've been a fan of the von eric family since i was about five four or five years old when i first started watching wrestling world class was the first uh promotion that i ever watched and uh so yeah to see uh the von eric's winning tag team championships in 2019 is just really cool um that was the only title change Uh, alex hammerstone retained the uh, national openweight title Teddy Hart retained the middleweight title against Austin Aries, and Jacob Fatu retained the world heavyweight title against L.A. Park. Um, some uh, yeah, some kind of disappointing news for me. Uh, I will no longer be reporting on uh, the NWA because, well, I won't be watching it anymore uh, just because I I just have uh, have some issues, which I'll get into little bit later on on uh, the next segment of the show but uh, I'm not going to be not going to be watching NWA anymore I'll still keep up with it through articles and stuff so if there's any like major news like signings title changes things like that I'll you know I'll stay in the loop on that but I, I'm not going to be watching uh, NWA on YouTube anymore just uh, yeah just not something I can I can bring myself to do anymore at this point point. Um, and uh, getting into a little more of the controversial news from this week uh joey mercury uh has uh has left ring of honor and uh gone on a tirade on twitter just uh you know putting out a lot of information about the company and uh you know not uh, not good things about the way the company treats their wrestlers uh specifically against uh greg uh uh, Gilliland, I believe, is how you say his last name. The uh, who's the general manager of Ring of Honor? Um, Joey Mercury posted a picture of his business card with his business and cell phone numbers and his Ring of Honor email. Um, you know, and uh, just uh, Mercury went on to talk about how horrible uh, the conditions are in Ring of Honor with the uh, inadequate medical staff. Talked about a time, you know, where he had to uh, Joey Mercury himself had to set. Uh, Flip Gordon's elbow when he had dislocated it, which, I mean, Joey Mercury is not a doctor. He could have, you know, could have ended up making it worse. Thankfully, it didn't. But, uh, and, uh, you know, security security issues, uh, um, talked about the incident with uh, with Bully Ray when he had, uh, you know, a fan brought backstage and kind of had a talk with them after the fan was harassing some of the female talent. Well, turns out the reason that that happened is because they don't have security. You know, so it, it, uh, you know, kind of falls into the wrestlers to kind of police their, uh, the fans themselves, which should never ever happen. Um, you know, uh, and then talks about, there's no, no women in the creative team and how unsafe the working environment is. There's no concussion protocols. They had Kelly Klein working, traveling to South Africa to wrestle while she's got a concussion that if you're, if you have a concussion, you number one, shouldn't even be on a plane, let alone going all the way to South Africa and, uh, you know, you you damn sure shouldn't be getting in a wrestling ring and bumping around. So that's uh, that's just insane. And then uh, you know, Jay Lethal broke his arm last week. That that apparently didn't get taken care of. And the issues with travel and and uh, you know, just contractual issues. Uh, one example he gave was Shane Taylor, who's the uh, the ROH Television Champion, saying that his contract is up January first. And the company has no intentions of renewing the contract and had yet to inform him of that fact. And we're in, you know, we're in November. I mean, I would think I don't know how the contracts are written, but I would think you know if the the talent is not going to be resigned, they should at least be given, you know, just as a courtesy, give them sixty days' notice. Like, hey, we're not, you know, we're not going to resign you, so you're free to uh, start uh, start looking at other offers. You know that that's just common courtesy because people have to make a living. You know, so it's just uh, it's a lot of a lot of crazy stuff, and uh, you know, the, um, other other performers have come out and said, "Yes, this is all hundred percent true," and they're backing Joey Mercury up on this. Uh, Kelly Klein being one of them, and uh, just issues about wrestlers' salaries, like saying Kelly Klein is only making twenty four thousand dollars a year. My God, I I don't even know if that's minimum wage. You know that that's nothing, and this is somebody who's the, the the Women of Honor champion. At one point, I mean, come on. So uh, a lot of not not so good stuff going around about uh, about Ring of Honor, and uh, it's not uh, not doing them any favors since they've already apparently been having a lot of other issues as it is with not being able to draw houses and things like that. So uh, Ring Ring of Honor uh, just continues to uh, spiral downhill. Uh, hopefully, you know, it's something that can be fixed or. Uh, you know, we're going to be hearing sooner rather than later the Ring of Honor has been bought out by uh, either Impact or somebody. <laughs> Who knows? So, um, yeah, keep an eye on Ring of Honor. We don't know how much longer they're going to be around, guys. And uh, getting into some, some other news here, some independent news. Actually, no. Before I before I get into my, uh, my indie news for the week, I want to get into my other favorite topic here, which, as always... Is the troll of the week, and I got a real special one for you guys this week. So uh, here we go with the troll of the week. All right. So this week we have our first ever record-breaking four-time four. One, two, three, four-time Troll of the Week. And I'm sure all of you guys already know exactly who I'm talking about, because, well, he just made three-time Troll, Troll of the Week a couple weeks ago, so now it's his fourth go-around. And we're talking about, once again, of course, Jim Cornette. But it's not just him this time. There's a couple other names I want to mention, but we'll get into that in a minute. A uh, lot of stuff happened this week on Twitter with Jim Cornette. Uh, I was... Uh, You know, uh, some comments he made from a couple years ago were brought back out. And, uh, you know, basically the comment, the original comment from a couple years ago was talking about a ring announcer for uh, an indie promotion. uh, I believe it was in the UK. And uh, Cornette was reviewing a a match from this promotion for his podcast and uh, made the comment that, uh, you know, apparently the ring announcer was not dressed so nice. He said he looked homeless and things like that. And, you know, I guess that, you know, that particular guy, that's his thing. That's his gimmick because uh, uh, in, in addition to being the ring announcer, he's also a promoter and is also a stand-up comedian. So that, that's, I guess, that's just his thing. Hey, fine, whatever, you know, do your thing. And, uh, you know, uh, but apparently Cornette made the comment, oh, he should be taken out to the parking lot and hung for dressing like that. And, uh, you know, that, I mean, that. yeah, that's a, a bit of a, an edgy comment to say the least. I mean, he didn't say he should hang himself. I'll be, I'll, I'll give him that much. He he did not specifically say he should hang himself, but he should, you know, that he should be taken out to the parking lot and hung for dressing that way. Well, joke or not, hyperbole or not, playing the heel or not, you're encouraging, you know, saying somebody should die. You're, You're encouraging either suicide or you're encouraging somebody else to do it. You're encouraging murder, You know, I I don't care what your context is. I don't care how much of a joke it is, you know, and when this was brought back out this week because it was uh, brought out by a friend of the ring announcer who posted on Twitter, you know, oh, I don't forget that kind of stuff, and, you know, Cornette doubled down on it. He repeated it. He's like, oh, no, I didn't. The, The comment was he should be taken out in the parking lot and hung for dressing that way. Okay, number one, nobody, nobody who wears that much polyester and has not had a change in their eyeglass frames in over 30 years. Has any room to talk about somebody else's fashion sense? Okay, let's get that out of the way right off the bat. All right, so uh, just right there, you know, that 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 just proves he's a hypocrite because the, <laughs> you know, the the man could use a a, a stylist himself, but uh, you know saying, saying that somebody deserves to die is not, uh, it's not funny. It's not edgy. It, it's just, it's wrong. I mean, you know, wishing death on somebody, whether you're joking around with them, uh, especially if it's a stranger, you know, if it's between friends, like, uh, uh you know, if it's just me and my buddies BS and having some beers and just talking crap to each other, that's one thing, you know, joking between friends, not in a public forum, you know, that's one thing. That's you know, friends bullshitting, whatever, that's fine. This is telling a stranger, I don't like the way you're dressed, I think you should die. And you don't know this person from Adam, you don't know how they're going to take that comment, you don't know anything about them. You know, and with what we know today in today's society, about people who deal with depression and mental illness, and anxiety and you know, possible having suicidal thoughts and things like that. There are people who take things like that seriously. Not to mention the people who follow Cornette, who take his word as gospel, saying, oh, Cornette says this guy should die, I'm going to go kill him. That is not beyond the realm of possibility, folks. And if something like that happens, if the person were to take their own life because of something Cornette said, or if one of his little minions was to go do something to this man because of what Cornette said, Cornette's liable there's already been precedents set for that, you know, and, uh, it's just, it, and, you know, he doubled down on it, and, uh, there was a big call on Twitter for, to, uh, to have him removed from the NWA as the, uh, you know, as the color commentator, and, uh, just removed from the company, because he's a bad representation of the company, and, uh, you know, the, the NWA basically did nothing, I mean, uh, Dave Lagana put out a statement saying that, uh, oh, we talked to him, he knows the, uh, the seriousness of the situation, but he's going to continue as our color commentator. So, you know, I like I said on social media when I shared the uh, the post from the NWA, you know, is a great way to uh, to make it look like you did something when you actually did nothing at all. And you know, Cornette has gone on record. I mean, you can see you can see his tweets. It's not like he deletes them or hides them or it's private or anything. You know using uh you know making comments like this saying you know people should die uh one of his favorite things to say for a while was you know so and so should be boiled in oil telling this guy he should be hung um you know making sexist comments towards uh women who who clap back at him saying uh oh shut your mouth toots get back in the kitchen and making uh homophobic comments um basically when uh a male fan you know says something to him that uh that corny doesn't like he'll uh tell him, shut your quote unquote dick licker. That is a homophobic comment, folks. You know, you're, you're implying number one, that the person he's speaking, he's speaking to is homosexual. And with the, you know, with the implication, with the context of it, implying that it's something bad or something that you should be ashamed of if, if he is in fact homosexual or something like that. So yeah, by, by its very nature, that's a homophobic comment. I, I don't care how you spin it. I don't care how you say, you know, oh, it's a joke. It's hyperbole. It's exaggeration. I, it, that's completely irrelevant doesn't matter so but uh yeah and it just it just continues and it's going to continue until somebody actually does something you know until somebody gets tired of it and says you know what you you need to go, but uh, the NWA is not going to do that, and, you know, he's, uh, Cornette's got all his little, little minions, his cult to back him up, which I have a new name for the cult of Cornette, and this is how they will be referred to by me going forward, and the, it's not the cult of Cornette anymore, it's Little Jimmy's Lamb Chops, that's what they are, and for those of you guys who aren't as old as me that uh, probably won't remember this, the reason I use the term Lamb Chops If some of you remember way back when, there was a a children's television show called Lamb Chop, and Lamb Chop was a sheep puppet, okay? And that's what every single one of these little, quote-unquote, cult members is, a sheep and a puppet. So from now on, the cult of Cornette is Little Jimmy's Lamb Chops. All right, and of course, you all know I I always refer to Cornette as Little Jimmy, and then he's got his uh, big bad lawyer that always steps in, you know, the one that got the uh, the G-Raver shirt pulled and everything, Stephen P. New. Well, uh, his new name is PN News. That's just too easy right there. Uh, then you've got uh, uh, his uh, his podcast cohort, uh, Brian Last or uh, Brainless. Yeah, we're just going to call him Brainless because he just goes along with whatever Cornette says anyway. Uh, and, you know, I got to, uh, I'm sorry, I have to put the NWA guys on blast here for, for taking no action and continually allowing... Um, you know, allowing this kind of garbage from one of their employees, and that's, uh, you know, the the uh, lasagna guy, Dave Lagana, Laza- uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, <clears throat> as much as I love Billy Corrigan, he's a Chicago guy, I'm a Smashing Pumpkins fan, but, uh, you know, for for what I consider just a, a cowardly Response to this whole situation, you know, Corrigan now and f- will forever be known as Pumpkinhead. So that's uh, that's pretty much it. That's a troll. Trolls of the week. We've got uh, Little Jimmy, Lasagna Guy, Pumpkinhead, PN News, and Brainless. Th- those are the uh, the trolls of the week, along with all the rest of Little Jimmy's lamb chops. So. You know, it uh, like I said, the the context, whether he's joking or not or serious or not, it, it's irrelevant. And I, I and believe me, I honestly believe he is playing a character uh, on Twitter. I really do. You know, I don't think these are his true feelings about people or, or anything like that. I think he's just trying to be controversial and trying to play the heel. But there has to be a line. You know, saying people deserve to die or using homophobic type language at people or sexist type language at people... there needs to be a line there i mean yeah okay fine that you know that kind of stuff flew in the 70s and the 80s and it was it was considered edgy and it was you know it it drew ratings and and you know got you know got heat and so to speak and uh, uh to use a wrestling term but uh you know, it's, just, it's not the way it is anymore. Stuff like that doesn't fly. I mean, comedians get called out for that stuff now, for God's sakes, and they tell jokes for a living. But, uh, you know, they, they can't even get uh, get away with that kind of stuff anymore. And, um, you know, perfect example, a guy like uh, like Andrew Dice Clay made a living on misogynistic and homophobic type comedy. But, uh, you know, in, in today's society, it does, doesn't fly anymore. And especially with, uh, you know, commenting on... Uh, talking about you know that people should be killed for the way they dress of all things, you know. And yes, it's obviously a joke. You know, saying that somebody should die for the way that they that they dress is just a ridiculous statement. And it's obviously tongue in cheek and it's a joke and ha ha whatever. It's just not okay to say because there are he does have the type of following that takes him. And his word as gospel, you know, and it just takes one mentally unstable person To hear something like that and act on it And that's what I don't think anybody is seeing they're saying oh well if somebody does that then You know, they're they're weak or whatever Again irrelevant. It's got nothing to do with weak strong. The fact is it could realistically happen and somebody could get hurt. By the same token, there are people out there that are disturbed that could get end up getting so pissed off at something Cornette says that they go after Cornet. God forbid, you know. I, I don't wish harm or death upon anybody for any reason, you know. But uh, it, there, not everybody out there thinks like that. So it, it just, it's, it just doesn't work in today's society, and there's no place for it. You know, it's not it's not funny. It's not edgy, <clears throat> and it's not you know not not appropriate in any way in, uh, in in civilized society. And you know, it goes both ways for the people that that come back at Cornet, um, you know, saying just horrible, vile things to him. Well, it's not okay for them to do it either. I mean, I you know I I call out Cornette on his stuff. Like I said, he's been troll of the week four times. I've never once said anything that any harm should come to him or that, you know, um I, I've never called him any names other than little Jimmy, you know. I, I I you know, and I uh you know, I'm not uh sitting here just cursing and swearing up and down about him or anything like that, you know. I, I'm just I'm stating my opinion. Which when you get down to it, I mean, everybody's entitled to their opinion. And what this breaks down to is, you know, uh, Cornette's followers want to talk about, oh, well, everybody hates Cornette because he doesn't like AEW or he doesn't like the Young. But I, I don't care what he likes or he doesn't like. It doesn't what he likes or dislikes does not affect me, in the slightest, because I'm still gonna like what I'm gonna like. He's gonna like what he's gonna like. The guy over here is gonna like what he's gonna like. The girl over there is gonna like what she wants to like. You know, people are gonna like what they're gonna like regardless. It, 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 so it's not about, you know, that he dislikes the Young Bucks or Joey Janela or or Austin Aries, or uh, Joey Ryan, or anything like that, it's about him attacking people that disagree with him, you know, that have the the audacity, and I say that very sarcastically, to tell him, well, Jim, I disagree with you, I think this person's really good, and his response is, well, you're a fucking idiot, thank you, fuck you, bye, his favorite quote, you know, that, I mean, you know, if you want to, if you want to block people that, don't share your opinions or that aren't like-minded that that's fine you know nothing wrong with uh wanting to have only like-minded friends on 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 social media i mean i think it's a little boring but you know to each their own but uh there there's no reason to speak to people the way that he does and he does it just for shock value and it's just it's it's an old tired shock-jock type gimmick and there's just, there's really, there really is no place for it uh, today. Like I said, it, that kind of stuff flew in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s. But uh, <clears throat> it's, uh, you know, it's 2019. There's no room for any of that kind of stuff. There's no need for it other than to tear other people down. But, uh, you know, there, I, I think it's, uh, you know, a, a dangerous mindset that some people have because it was actually somebody who uh, who tweeted, you know, um, oh, good reasons to pick a fight with Coronet, none, because he's the best talker in the business and blah, 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 blah. And I, I responded to him, like, so because he's a good talker that gives him free reign to say whatever he wants without consequence, That that's a dangerous mindset. And the person came back, oh, I never said that. Yeah, you did. You said nobody should pick a fight with him. Nobody should call him out on his bullshit. Well, no, sorry. Everybody should be called out on their crap, especially when it's, you know, potentially putting somebody at risk, whether it be whoever Cornette is talking to or about, or Cornette himself, you know, there, there are some not-so-nice, not-so-stable people in the world, and and there's a very real possibility that, you know, somebody could take something like this too seriously and either, like I said, if it's one of Cornette's people, either act on it and hurt somebody else, or somebody who hates Cornette so much that they decide they're going to do something to him. And, you know, as a rational human being, I don't want to see either one of those things happen. So, that's uh, that's pretty much all I got for the troll of the week. But, yeah, we're talking about, uh, like I said, little Jimmy, his lamb chops, uh, PN News, Brainless, Lasagna Guy, and Pumpkinhead. Those are the trolls of the week. So... Anyway, getting into some independent news here. We're going to talk about Warrior Wrestling 7 coming up on December the 13th. And I think I have uh, told you guys in, uh, quite a few times over the last few weeks, I will be broadcasting live play-by-play commentary from Warrior Wrestling 7 on the Podbean app. So download the Podbean app, create your account. It doesn't cost anything. Uh, so you can get uh, get early access to the live broadcast. It should be a lot of fun. But Warrior Wrestling has finished announcing all of their talent for the show, and they have announced the first match as well. But uh, let's run down the, uh, the roster of talent they got for Warrior Wrestling 7. We've got Kurt Angle, Minoru Suzuki, The Amazing Red, Brian Cage, the Warrior Wrestling Champion, Drago from uh, uh, AAA, also from Lucha, Lucha Underground. Uh, yeah, I, I'm just way way excited to see drago he was my favorite uh, lucha underground guy he's a phenomenal wrestler so i can't wait for that one uh, jake atlas the iwgp u.s champion lance archer michael elgin sam adonis uh, the rascals desmond xavier zachary wentz and trey miguel brian pillman jr savannah stone hollided robert anthony with frank the clown uh, and, yeah, Frank's always a fun guy to see. Uh, Black Taurus, uh, El Fantasmo from New Japan, uh, Blake Christian, Aerostar, Carlos Romo, T- Filthy Tom Lawler, Ray Horace, another one from Lucha Underground who was uh, uh, Dragon Azteca Jr., if uh, if you guys were Lucha Underground fans, uh, Rocky Romero, Soberano, Soberano Jr., Templario, uh, and there's another mystery talent that they're not going to announce until next Saturday. Uh, the 9th. Now the hints that they've given for this one have been uh, kind of, really kind of obscure. The first hint that they put out there was the logo from the old TV show Get Smart uh, for Control. Control was the spy agency that uh, that Maxwell Smart worked for in, in the TV show Get Smart. Uh, the next one was a barcode and if you scan that barcode it comes up from the, uh, uh, the video game Hitman Agent 47 and the third one was uh would look like a target almost like the target store logo but the coloring of it was uh a blue outer circle then a white and then a red bullseye uh which is the logo for the uh the royal air force the in uh in the uk uh it's one of their insignias so with all of that i i now see with the barcode it originally made me think it's probably low-key as the uh the mystery talent but then with the uh the british royal air force logo thinking it could be will osprey as well because he's no you know known as the assassin the aerial assassin so that kind of fits with the hitman thing and the the spy spy thing so th- those are my two guesses it's either that it's either low-key or will osprey um you know but i have uh, i've shared those uh, clues on social media so i'm i'm curious to know what uh, what you guys might think it is so if you uh you know, see that on uh, any of my social media or anything. Put uh, put your comments in there. Let me know who you think it's gonna be. But that's that's my take. It's either Loki or Will Osprey. I'm leaning towards Will Osprey because they have uh, you know some uh, some New Japan guys on this card. So Will Osprey definitely not out of the realm of possibility. But the first match that they've uh, or the uh, first two matches that they've announced. First one is Filthy Tom Lawler versus Minoru Suzuki. This match is gonna be. Completely off the charts with these two guys. I cannot wait to call this one. It is just going to be brutal. And then for the Warrior Wrestling Championship, Brian Cage is going to be defending against El Fantasmo. So that one right there, just uh, uh, an interesting uh, clash of styles, I guess you could say. Uh, you know, Cage is definitely capable of doing some high-flying stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, this, another one, you know, I can't cannot believe I get to call this show live uh, for my first, uh, you know, my first live play-by-play broadcast. So I really, really can't wait. Uh, like I've been saying, i got to give a huge thank you to Warrior Wrestling and Steve Tortorello, the promoter, for, for giving me the opportunity to do it. Like I said, it's December 13th. That's a Friday, 7 p.m. Central Time. Uh, it's on the Podbean app. Uh, download the app. You have to have a Podbean account to uh, get into the uh, the live broadcast. Uh, it doesn't cost anything to set it up. Just download the app, put in your email, make a password, you're good to go. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I've got three uh broadcast set up already because Podbean only allows me to go two hours at a time so i set up from seven to nine nine to eleven and then eleven uh to one just in case that's what the third one is for if necessary in case the show runs runs long but i really don't think it's gonna go more than four hours so uh yeah, check it out it's gonna be a good time um, you know just uh, it's just trying something new gonna have fun with it and I'm gonna be joined by my buddy Charlie who you guys have seen on the show before he was on the episode where we played uh, the Smack talk showdown card game um, and he was also uh, kind of running around in the background when I did the uh, the Facebook stream during the all-out pay-per-view so he's gonna be joining me on commentary and he is a wealth of of knowledge about, uh, about pro wrestling in general and also about, uh, about indie wrestling in particular. So, um, yeah. And like I said, we're just, we're going to have fun with it. You know, we're not, uh, we're not trying to be Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse Ventura or JR and Jerry Lawler or anything like that. You know, we're just, uh, you know, just like I said, we're just going out there to have fun. Um, and hopefully, you know, just, uh, yeah, just call you know, call a great, great wrestling card, and hopefully, hopefully, you guys will uh, tune in, and check it out, because I think it's gonna be, it's gonna be an awesome show. So if you can't be there at the show, if you're not able to watch it on the uh, internet pay per view, you know, get on, get on the Podbean app, listen to the play by play, and uh, you know, keep up with all the action going on on Warrior Wrestling coming up on Friday, December thirteenth at seven p.m. So. Uh, Before I sign off, I want to remind you guys again about the Wrestling Behind Ringside Fan Fest coming up July 25th, 2020. Uh, Two shows, 8 a.m. and 2 p.m. Head to WrestlingBehindRingside.com for all your tickets and information. Going to be another good time there. Uh, Great. Uh, convention fan fest and uh so yeah head over to wrestlingbehindringside.com to check that out so with that i am gonna sign off hope everybody enjoys the week of wrestling coming up next week i'll have uh, all the results from full gear and whatever other news happens to break during the week and uh um, definitely some more uh matches will will be announced for warrior wrestling before then so i'll be talking about those as well so, until then, again, everybody, I hope you have a good week. Uh, thank you for listening and subscribing wherever you find your podcast Podbean, Spotify, Apple, Google, TuneIn, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Castbox, iHeartRadio, YouTube, wherever you find your podcasts at. Yeah, I'm everywhere, guys. And uh, make sure you're following on social media Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, LinkedIn, all of those. It's at Catch Hook Shoot. Check out patreon.com slash Catch Hook Shoot as well as prowrestlingtees.com Catch Hook Shoot. And if you ever want to drop me an email, it's catchhookshoot at gmail.com. So again, hope everybody has an awesome week, and I will talk to you guys soon.